Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. I am Steve-O. And I'm Scarlett Johansson. Are you, are you, going, are you doing that for the full year? If no. You, I was about to say, if you stick with it for the full year, do, do you. You know what? That's my New Year's resolution for the podcast is to change my name every week. All right. Except I think you've used Scarlett Johansson last week. No, I used... Uh, you said ooh. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. In the beginning and then at the end, I believe you said... And then Heather Locklear was the oh, end one. Oh, Heather Locklear. All right. And this time it's Scarlett Johansson. For now. But, of course, <laughs> uh, we have a brand new episode. We just watched a brand new film that is in theaters right now. Uh, the new Insidious film, uh, The Last Key, which is funny because I actually had to look it up because I wasn't sure if it was like the final key or the death key or something like that. And I'm like, oh, it's just the last key. Okay. Uh, but we do have guests on this evening. And not only do we have guests on, but we actually have a drink that goes with the movie we just reviewed concocted by... I would say, look, I keep, we keep saying friends of the show, and yes, they are friends of the show, but they're so much more than friends of the show, so I need to come up with a bigger, better title, but we have Sarah and Matthew Stubbs from The Geeks Who Eat. Welcome back. Thanks. Always good to be back. back. I feel Always like good. maybe they should be considered as, like, the resident... Oh, yeah, like, I'm trying to... Yeah, don't... Uh, Fuck, go, because I'm like, I know what you're talking about, and I interrupted, and you're like, I know what exactly, I'm like, I know it, no, I don't. No, I was just going to say the resident something, oh, like, okay. resident critics, resident I don't know. Critic. I don't know, because they don't really judge us, and no, they actually no, like no, our no, show, okay. which is Resident amazing. movie critics, how about that? Oh, there you go. Or the resident <laughs> evil movie critics. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think we'll just, we're just the resident evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Show up and evil stuff. I think that might be trademarked, but. (laughs) Yeah, Capcom's all like, do we have a game come out this year? No, we are trending like a motherfucker right now. (laughs) What is going on? Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, they're they're like, we're going to have to shut this podcast down. (laughs) Well, they can't really shut us down. They'll just be like, oh, they only get that many listens? All right, we don't have to worry about them. They're like, that's not an issue. But yes, we are back. Of course, you know where to find us on all of our lovely platforms, such as uh, for. Foriradio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom, Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Directory, uh, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio, Player FM, and also Google Play Music. And don't forget to check out one of our lovely sponsors. In fact, I actually got a gift from Eric that he purchased from her store, a Revenge Lover. Uh, stand out from the crowd for samples and inquiries. Please visit, eh, please visit revengelover.com. And uh, mention you heard it on the 4i Radio Network, and you get 10% off your first order. So I will show you guys the shirt after the show, because I totally blanked on it. But it's uh, it's an old, it's the alien facehugger, and it has, like, a really cool, like, design to it and whatnot. So I was just like, oh, so Eric ended up getting uh, me that for Christmas and everything, which was pretty, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Because I'm like, I just realized, I'm like, I need more horror shirts. I see there's a girl at work who wears all these cool horror shirts, and then every time you guys come on the show, I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, I become Homer and it's like oh horror shirts and then it's briefly awkward because we don't really realize it's our shirts he's like ogling and then we're like oh wait okay we're good we're good Stubbs is like why does he keep staring at my boobs yeah Stubbs like he seems to stare at me longer right. Sarah's like, oh. like where's the love come on and I'm just like oh the mummy <laughs> there's, there's a cool website um, <clears throat> frightrags.com they have 
all sorts of uh, curated horror T-shirts. Ooh. But yeah, one to well, check out. They should become friends of the show. <laughs> um, but yes, we are back and we're here to do a movie review. But before we do a movie review, um, like we said, if you haven't seen the movie yet and you want to see it, then we'll tell you in spoilers. Like We'll be like, we're starting the movie review now, like we usually do at the end of every show. But uh, let's catch up with you guys, because I know people heard you guys you were just back on before the end of the year. Uh, for Socially Awkward, and now you're coming back on again this Friday, which if people are listening today, so tomorrow, live show. So if you liked him here, like him again. Just keep liking him. But speaking of liking him, what they should do is follow your Instagram. Yeah, buddy. So this would be the way I was trying to not do you guys to do plugs, but yeah, go ahead and plug away. Then I'm going to bear the lead on this <laughs> <Are> one. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's real simple. At, at Geeks Who Eat. Come follow us. Uh, even if you're not a big, uh, big into cooking, like just check out the recipes because they're really cool to look at. Not only okay, say if you're not big into cooking, but if you do like yourself a mean cocktail, they throw those up as well. And not only the cocktails and everything that check it. You click, you go to their Instagram, you get the stuff there. Oh, whoop, click on that link, and then they're throwing a contest. I could see a movie for other people. Now I'll put it like this: do it, did it all last year thanks to these two. Like with a lot of movies, people are like you already saw that. I'm like, yeah. It makes you feel like a badass. You can walk in and be like, yeah, I saw Wonder Woman before everybody else. And I'm just like, what? How? I'm like, connections. <laughs> yes. For, for the next 48 hours, I will have a yeah. smug sense of superiority. Yeah, yeah. Until Thursday at 7 p.m. rolls around, I'm victorious. They're like, you know, that's less than 24 hours. You're like, shit. Don't care, because guess what? I can spoil a movie right now. <laughs> yeah, power. We've so got some power. coming up, too, so... Yes, in fact, we actually just won passes to Insidious, which uh, Matthew and I talked about it on the show last week on Social Acura, which is really funny. Uh, I kind of had to give a synopsis of Insidious, but not give anything away, because Matthew's like, I've never seen these films, so let me in. I'm like, oh, um, <laughs> not to spoil anything. And but I'm there's like, a boy. He, I was like, there's a boy, he sleeps, after Astro projects, he leaves his body, something else takes over, Go. Like, I was literally like, there, that's, that's it. watch it. Like, because <laughs> uh, yep. I really enjoyed, We I don't think we've even talked about Insidious movies yet, but uh, on the podcast, but I, I really enjoyed the first and second one. Um, third one, like, uh, I liked it, but it wasn't like. It wasn't as good as the first. It was, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a third movie. It's starting to lose some steam at that point. I uh, would now it's doing the horror thing where, like, the fourth one kind of goes back up. Yes. Yeah, the yeah. bounce. I would kind of say that the third one is less of a horror movie and more of like a thriller suspense type of. Like would, it kind of falls out of the horror that. genre. I would agree with that. So yeah. I mean, I it's mean, still good. It's just not horror. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some creepy parts in that third film. Spoiler alert if you guys haven't seen Insidious Three. But like her legs are broken, she starts walking out, and you're like, oh god, just like the yeah. sound and stuff. You're like, okay, yeah, like that's kind of. You're like, that's fucked up. I'm like, <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> um. But, like, I didn't hate the movie. Like, it like it wasn't like, oh, my God, this was terrible and Sidious is over kind of thing. I was like, oh, it wasn't bad. But I'm like, it's a prequel and you're like, you're, you're trying to keep a character alive, basically, which I, I like because I like, I like the, the elder woman in the, in the movies where you're just like, spoilers again, Insidious 2. Things do not work out for her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, I think it was the first one. No, it's... The- who were we having this discussion with? Was it you guys last week when we were Might having the discussion about the, what the chronological versus numerical order of the Insidious movies? Who were we talking? Oh, oh no, it no, was it wasn't, Alan. Yeah. It was Alan and Annabelle. She technically 
Okay, so in the first movie at the end, spoilers, guys, if you haven't seen them, stop listening for a few minutes. Yeah. Um, so at the end of the first movie, she kind she sees she takes the photo and sees the demon in the camera and goes, <gasps> and that's when the movie cuts. So she, you don't see anything. You don't know anything to her fate at the end of the first movie. Oh, it's at the beginning was... of the second movie you find out she's died. Okay. Oh my god, you're right because I've only seen him like once, like through. Hashtag yeah. Team Lin Shay. I am so. so what, did, what did we determine the uh, chronological order of them was? It's four because that's. I thought it was three, four, one, two. Uh, I don't remember three enough to. Three, I know, was supposed to be the beginning, like of quote unquote, like us being introduced because that's where this is the thing. She's been working on her own, but this this is the movie where she meets the two guys who join her team, uh, kind of thing because they were the guys that were like they. Got quote unquote because she was like I can't do this like I can't help you. Yeah, I don't know which three or four would have to come because like technically like three she's young in the beginning. Yeah, and then four rather four she it's like first it's like parts of four or like the beginning of four and then like little flashbacks and then three happens and then the rest of four happens and then one and then two. Yeah, Blumhouse, can we uh, have, like, a Godfather recreation of this where, like, you know how they did with the Godfather and they took all three Godfather movies and, like, cut them to chronological order? order. Can we please have this done with Insidious? That'd just make my life real easy. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking because it's like, (laughs) it's just like... Could could we get, like, a fan edit to do this? (laughs) I think... Yeah, somebody... Somebody on Reddit, help us out. (laughs) I think Insidious is going off of the Legend of Zelda timeline. Where there's so fucking many, and you're like, okay, so technically this came before this, but this one had elements of this. Oh, so there's this one, like, there's all these things. So I think Insidious is, like, maybe their way of going, like, look, we're not going to make Legend of Zelda. Let's be honest. <laughs> we don't own the rights. It's not going to happen. They're like, Dad, you keep coming in with Legend of Zelda. We don't own it. What do you got for us? We're going to do this thing with Insidious. They're like, all right, whatever. <laughs> do what you got to do, buddy. <laughs> Dad's getting fired this week. What? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I was gonna laugh so hard. Plumhouse is all like, that actually happened. <laughs> bad. Mentioned something stupid, fired him that Friday. Fucking eerie. Um, but yeah, so but like really good movies. Like honestly, like I tell people, like definitely check them out because like I absolutely love The Conjuring when I saw them. Oh, uh, that movie's so good. Uh, of course, Annabelle uh, Creations. When we you got we saw the movie, you guys came on. We actually talked about that. That was like to me, like I was kind of like ah, I didn't like the first one. And I saw this one, I'm like, oh, shit, like, okay, I'm in, like, so they did some stuff, so it's, it's like, kind of funny how, like, sometimes, like, the first one doesn't, like, hit, and then the second one's, like, ten times better, so I'm not sure if they bring certain people in or whatnot, but, but yeah, so Insidious, yeah, so. Well, honestly, with Insidious, at least for me, I felt like the first one was kind of, like, a cult classic in a way, like, oh, a lot man. of people see, didn't I, see it until after it came out of the one, theaters. When I saw it in the theater, it's scared the crap out of me. Oh, like, yeah, the fucking red the, demons scared the yeah, shit out of me. one of the few movies that I can say, like, legitimately made me uncomfortable once I got home. I was house-sitting for my boss at the time, and so I was in a house, <laughs> oh, like, and I was spending the night, like, so it wasn't just like I was, like, going over there to check on something. Yeah. Like, I was legitimately, so like, sleeping in somebody else's house, so every oh, creep, yeah, yeah. every noise... Has me jumping up. I'm like freaking out. It was yeah, you're like, I don't know what this is. Because again, it's like, it's not like you d- did that, went back to your own place where you know everything. You're like, yeah, I know this. And this. But yeah. then you get to this one, you're like, 
Was this built on an Indian burial ground? Oh my gosh! Should they just move the headstones? Like, and it's like, dude, we're, this is brand. This was built yesterday. What? I don't care. <laughs> I uh, I do know what you're talking about though with Insidious. Like, it it's better. Like the more movies you've seen, because if you just watch the first movie by itself, it's got ghosts, it's got <clears throat> demons, it's got astral projection. It's yeah. like it's kind of scattered until you see enough of the rest of the world for yeah. it to kind of. You know, from a cohesive and it's very coagulate. Yeah, <laughs> and it's very hard for me because she's asked me this question. Like she's like, well, "What's your favorite Insidious?" And I'm like, honestly, like one and two, they just go perfectly together. Like how they ended and how the next like kind of finishes out that story. It's like yeah. it's like I can't because I'm all like, you think about it, you're like, well, the first one's really good because it's got this, this, and this, and then like it hits me with like, oh, but the second one has that fucked up shit at the end where you're like, oh, dude, what the fuck? Like with the the old woman like thing, you're like when you find out like everything about it, you're like, oh, sh- what? Like this is fucked up. Like. So it has, like, these elements of stuff where you're just like, oh, they're both kind of, they're both good. So, I mean, I honestly can't answer because, of course, I'm going to probably say one and two and then right now four for me is, like, how the how I like the, goes. Okay, so, like, here's the thing. I like the whole series because I feel like as much as I love number one, it's my, it's probably, like, if I had to only pick one, that'd be my favorite. But I feel like with this movie, you need the whole series. No, you do, yes. Mm-hmm. And it tells so much, like, story, and each movie is so different, but still s- cohesive. Like, they're not all the same movie repeated over and over again. Yeah, because... I don't think. No, and I don't and, think so either, because they all add, like, a new element and then a new story. Like, like we'll get to number four. Sorry, uh, Sorry, I'm like, I just cut Sarah off of her own spiel. We got to number four, but number four really had some twists and turns in it that, like, I didn't even see coming because it took a different turn from the rest. I I really enjoyed number four, and I really love that Lynn Shay is kind of getting this, like, kind of career resurgence with the movies, and, you know, she's, she's such a, like, horror icon, like, for those of us who are diehard horror fans. Like, you know, you've seen her in Nightmare on Elm Street, Mm -hmm. and... Like, all of these other movies that she's done, and I still can't believe she was in There's Something About Mary. I, that, that um, movie, I did not remember this, and then I saw something, and I was like, oh, gosh, that's who she was. Oh, no. I'm, I'm going to get shamed for this. I've never seen that movie. You're not missing a lot. That's what everyone keeps telling me, but then I feel like I should see it's it. It's one of those movies that was probably really funny at the time, and I think if I went back and watched it now, I probably would be like, why did I ever think this was funny? <laughs> well, that's like, a, like me. I finally was hitting movies that I never saw before. Like I finally saw for the first time last year was uh, was it Fast Times at Bridgemont High, uh, and I was like, because everyone like, but I knew all the like things like anything that parodied it. I'm like, I knew where the movies from, just never saw it. Watched. So I was like, all right, you know, pretty, you know, pretty good and stuff like that. I can see like the draw to it, but it's been stuff like that where it's like. Like, uh, something about me. It's like I just recently, like, I think a few years ago, I finally watched, like, The Cable Guy. And I'm all like, I know it got a really bad review and stuff. I'm like, not a bad movie. I mean, Jim Carrey, like, it's a different role from, like, where he was at at that time. And then trying to do, like, this dark kind of comedy kind of thing. But it's also like, but then again, I'm like, I like dark humor. It's kind of like so, uh, when Robin Williams did One Hour Photo and everybody yes. lost their mind. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And I really enjoyed the movie. I was like, oh, it was really good. It was good. a weird movie. It's a very weird movie. I, I have, I've only seen it like once or twice. 
And it's just, it's been one of those movies that I've just never really thought to revisit, but I probably no, yeah. should. I've never even heard of this movie. Oh my yeah, god, it was, it was like Robin those, Williams, like he, horror movie. He, he did three oh. movies that were dark dramas. He did three of those in a yeah, row. Yeah, he did. One of them was One Hour Photo. There was, another, there was a and clown like one. Death to Smoochie. Oh, he did a clown Death to Smoochie. Death to Smoochie, and then, and then was Insomniac? Yeah, Insomniac. Insomniac. De Niro in Alaska. Huh. Wait, is it De Niro? Or, oh, no, it's Al Pacino. Pacino, sorry. Yeah. Italian, Italian. Well, no, I just realized it was opportunity to just be like, oh, Robin Williams, freeze. I haven't slept in days. I don't know what you're doing. Ooh, we got a new follower on Instagram. Sorry. I was excited about that. They heard it, the show. It, it works. I don't know if that's... We are not even I don't know anybody... Yeah, they prematurely heard the show. <laughs> but, but yeah, certain comedians like to go into like... Because uh, I honestly think a lot of comedians are a lot better actors than a lot of the actors out there just because they know humor, but they also know how they can dive deep into, you know, darkness and emotion and stuff like that. So, like, so when Robin Williams did those kind of roles and same with Jim Carrey and stuff, like, I was just like, oh, you're just broadening your horizons of uh, an actor and stuff like that. So, like, when they did do those dark things. But, yeah, one-hour photo I recommend, like, if you haven't seen it before, watching it for the first time is, like, one of those kind of, like, acid trips because you think of Robin Williams as this happy, nice guy. And then it's kind of like this serious film where there are bits of humor in it but nothing like anything but nothing like a norm but not yeah point. but yeah it's so but it is a good movie like actually honestly i haven't seen it since it probably came out yeah that's... i i might have to revisit it so actually we probably should revisit it for the podcast and talk about it just to see yeah. like if i can relate to when i saw it at the time and then to now to be like oh shit genie's fucked up <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was actually going to say, like, the first time I watched Insidious, like, I think that was probably, like, the biggest, like, trigger to get me into, like, horror movies and stuff. But I think the movie that freaked me out the most after I saw it, honestly, wasn't Insidious. It was Paranormal Activity. Oh, that movie weirded me out, too. And it was mostly because oh. after, like, I saw it, like, they were only having, like, midnight screenings. There was no other time you could see the movie. Um, well, like and so I got first. home. Yeah, that was, like... The very first time that they had ever done it for any movie, at least, like, in that time. Well, I meant, like, it was probably, like, the first, like, that was, like, the startup film for, like, the Blumhouse stuff, pretty much. It was, like... Yeah, that was one of their startup films. I just, Um, I remember seeing that movie, like, and not ever knowing anything about it. Like, when I went in to see it, I knew nothing about this movie. I had seen no trailers, nothing. And so, I was like, holy shit, was that, like... Legit, like, did somebody, like, yeah. really record some weird-ass shit, sort of, like, Ghost Adventure style? Or, like, is this a movie? Like, yeah, I had yeah. no idea. Like, I didn't know anything. And then I, like, went home and read. And I was like, oh, okay, well, props to you for scaring the crap <laughs> yeah. out of me. Yeah, the Thank worst you. part about it, though, was, like, after I finished watching the movie, I had to go home to my sister's apartment at 3 o'clock in the morning and sleep on the couch in total darkness. Uh-huh. Like, it was, and there were cats in the apartment, so they're like doing shit in the middle of the night. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, cabinets are opening. Yeah, I was like, this is really. <laughs> <laughs> Those cats were weird. Uh, a normal activity. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the spoof should have been. Oh my god, uh, yeah, right? There's <laughs> just a cat standing over your bed. You're like, you want food? What do you want? And he's just. <laughs> Matthew has ever, obviously never had cats because he does not understand that this, oh. this legitimately happens. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I'll wake up in the middle like early in the morning, and Toby will just be like right in my face. I'm like, oh my god, like, yeah. just, just creeping on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he'll that. just be sitting there looking at you, and you're like. But what uh, I love about it is the cat thinks he's just being normal. Like the cat's just all like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> you up? I'll give you some food. Like he's just like, and then he's like, why is everyone always freaking out? I just watch everybody when they sleep. <laughs> oh yeah. So, <laughs> side note: um, somebody t- at work told me earlier today that the, f- the first time they saw the Grudge, she asked the uh, attendant at the movie. She was like, "Oh, what's this about?" And the girl's like, "Oh yeah, it's just about this this chick in Japan." And that was the oh entire like, and she went in and she was like, "I cannot watch that movie again." She's like, "That movie still creeps me out to this day." I was like, "That's really funny," but I'm also really sorry. But it is. Uh, but what I liked about like the Insidious films and stuff of that, and even the Conjuring and stuff, it's like, um, it's just like you kind of when you get done watching that movie, yeah, there is that like kind of like eerie of like I'm kind of like I gotta I gotta throw on some Family Guy or something, you know? <laughs> well, you funny. you have that, that residual creep factor going. Yes. So like that's why I never like try to watch a movie like really late at night, like especially like <laughs> something like that that will creep me out because then it's like then you start thinking about all like I forgot to close the dog closet. I'll get up and do it. And it's Toby just running out. <laughs> <laughs> like paranormal activity. Paranormal activity. Yeah, paranormal activity. Um, but it's like that kind of thing. Because the one movie that really weirds me, and it still weirds me out, is uh, it, I think it's still on Netflix. Hopefully it's still on Netflix, but it follows. Oh, oh yeah. man, that's such a good movie. I it's one of my favorites for sure. <laughs> no, I really no, I really enjoyed it, but it's just one of that thing where I'm just like, you start, I started thinking, going like, oh, what? So are you excited for Truth or Dare then? I kind of, honestly, I saw the title was all like, fuck this movie. Then I saw the trailer when we saw Insidious. I was kind of like, all right, I'm kind of on board. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's Blumhouse. I know. So Blumhouse doesn't... Blumhouse doesn't do sucky movies. That's like, let's be real. They don't put their name. Happy Death Day. Have you had a chance to see it? Oh, yeah, it we yet? saw the premiere. Yeah, you oh, gave that's right. To it. it was amazing. We reviewed so, it. So think about that. Like, yes. movies, they're kind of like the Pixar of horror movies. They take a subject that you think <laughs> is going to make the dumbest movie ever, and then you actually watch it, and you're like, holy crap, that was really good. Like, tell me, who saw Wally and. Based off the trailer, thought that was going to be as good of a movie as it was. Oh, exactly. Because, like, the trailer showed you stuff. You're like, oh, okay. And then you saw the movie. You're like, oh, my God. Or Or even Up. Like, the trailer for Up. Oh, that was heartbreaking. It was so boring. The movie at all. Mm -hmm. And then you saw the movie and you're like, oh, my God, this was amazing. Yeah. Wonderful. Like, Pixar does this with their trailers where they show you, like, a thing. But they don't give you anything about what the movie's going to be about. That's actually a really good point, because when, right when they showed their first movie, Toy Story, I remember the trailer for that, where it was literally like, you saw the bed, and then you saw Woody climbing up, and he just kind of looks up like, what? And it shows Buzz on the thing and some of that, but they really didn't show like tell you what the story... And then you go see the movie, you're like, oh my god, this is fucking like genius. Like, what? I feel like that's like when you like read a Blumhouse title. It's like, truth or dare? Really? This is... No... Or Happy Death Day, and you're yeah. like, really? You're and like, then you uh, like, then you see the trailer, and you're like, okay, maybe. Yeah, I was maybe. Like, it looks like it could be cool. Maybe. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I blaze and uh, center myself a lot. So even when I saw that trailer, I was all like, oh, I could totally, totally get centered for this. And honestly, whenever <laughs> the trailer came out, he was like, oh yeah, we might go see it if like, cause he entered in the contest from you guys, and he's like, well, if we win tickets, then we'll go see it, and if not, we're not gonna see it in theaters. 
And I'm so happy we won the tickets because it was such a good yeah, movie. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I was like, if I don't win, I'm like, I can just catch it. It'll be on Netflix. Not a big deal. You know, whatnot. And then I saw it. I was like, oh, wow. I'm really like, I was like, I'm like telling people, I'm like, dude, honestly, like these people, these people literally be like, next movie they come out. I was like, shit factory. And you're like, <laughs> done. Done. <laughs> so, so what was the, what was the appeal for you guys about happy death day? Honestly. Oh, happy death day was the groundhog effect. But also like, I, I don't even consider it a horror film. I call it a dark comedy. Because there's the part in the montage where, like, she keeps getting killed. But I like it because she discovers stuff about people. And you're like, oh, like, when they found out the one guy was actually gay. And she's like, okay, like, that explains a lot. She's like, good for him. And then she turns around and sees, like, the guy to go stab her. And she's just kind of like, <sighs> and, like, rolls her eyes and stuff like that. And then, like, it, like there, that. There was, there was a lot of humor. And I, and I appreciated that, too. I was, I, when I, uh, you know, first saw, you know, something about it. I'm like, oh, God, Groundhog's Day, come on. But uh, the the execution of it ended up just like there was you know a lot of just like really uh, charming performances and honestly and the biggest thing for me was the just the fact that it was Groundhog Day with consequences. I was like, that's actually a really interesting way to be like, okay, you don't have an unlimited number of lives. Like everything that happens to you is actually affecting you. Like, you have to figure this out soon or else you're going to die and stay dead. Yeah. And then I also liked, even at the end, where the guy's all like, man, it was just like Groundhog's Day. And she's like, what? He's like, you've never seen Groundhog's Day? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like just stuff like that. Was, was like, it was very, like, honestly, I told people, like. It was very cleverly written. It was. Yeah. It was very well. We so. interviewed the writer oh, on our you? website. What? Yeah, on our recipe. We had a little five-question interview because I know him. Because I met him years and years ago at Amazing Arizona Con. When it was in Mesa. Oh, okay. He, yeah. The guy who wrote it actually is a co- was a comic writer. I knew that, he yeah. He wrote uh, for Teen Titans. He wrote That's, for yeah. X-Men. He was he was the writer during the X-Men run when Quicksilver came out. Oh, that's, yes, that's right, so, yeah. And then he's done a bunch of other stuff. He actually was connected to some, like, webcomic or app or something for Paranormal Activity. Oh, okay. For a hot second, and then... He did the some Buffy comics. Oh, okay. So, so why am I just finding out that you know this guy right now? <laughs> maybe you should have because read we did. The yeah, blog. maybe I should. Yeah. 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 I think. Yeah, that's you know, probably psych, more on me. Sex traffic is important to us too, folks. Visit twogeeksweet.com. <clears throat> oh no, go ahead and promote. No, no, no. Okay. Promote shamelessly. Please. Shameless promotion there. Trying to <laughs> trying to hit some goals this year. Thirty percent growth. I yeah, think it no. needs a little less shame. Like, you guys really do do an awesome job. Like, every time I see your post, I'm like, ooh, yay, and I click on it. It's like, even I don't even cook, and I just, like, get excited seeing your guys' recipes because I'm like, ooh, that's pity. So. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, uh, like. I'm saying we're going to have but a yeah, recipe for they, the gun. But, honestly, yeah, when the Truth Same. or Dare trailer came up, I honestly thought it was, like, It Follows 2. Because, like, how the guy said everything, I was like, well, I just want to get a group of people together that wouldn't be able to, like, accuse me or, like, and, and you're like, and I was like, oh, shit, like, fuck. And then it went in a completely different direction. I was like, all right, I'm on board. Like, it was one of those, like, oh, no sequel. But then I was like, what? oh, I'm kind of on board. Like, what did you think about there, there was that sort of device they used where, like, when someone was being directly influenced by the curse, they, you know, contorted their face into this, like, creepy smile with, like, the downward glare and... I actually thought that that was a really clever trope, and that was one of, that was really the thing that hooked me the most. I was like, that was really, really creepy and really, really, like, interesting. What I really liked about it, though, like, you see it, and it's, like, really creepy, but it's also kind of like, oh, it's like an over-exaggeration of literally going, like, oh, I dare you to... 
uh, moon everybody at the party. You do that like yeah. creepy smile thing, and I'm like, oh wow, they took that. And they're just like, oh, we're just gonna fucking make it creepy, you know, kind of thing. It's like one of those things where it's all, it's like that stupid, like, oh, I know so and so like so and so, so let's make them kiss, oh, you know, yeah. kind of crap with that. So I, I kind of had some truth or dare issues in life. Me, no, honestly, I didn't play, I didn't play truth or dare until probably first year of college. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the issue. Oh, there's, and also, there's way too many issues with me. And also, I just recently found out that he's never played Spoons, so I think he's just... Oh, that game is terrible. Play. I hate Spoons. I have scars on my hands from sco- spoons, spoons, but it's still a lot of fun. F spoons. It's still a lot of fun whenever you're, like, so 13. So apparently we're reviewing all the failures in my life. Right? <laughs> Join us next week when we go where I finally learn how to use the bathroom. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to know about that. Oh, they do. <laughs> okay, I don't want to know about that. So, in other horror news, yes, I'm guiding because I have exciting horror news. Ooh. Oh, go ahead. Tragedy Girls is coming out on Blu-ray on February 2nd, and I'm so excited! Sorry, I really had to share that. I was just Googling because I we saw this at a film festival, and it was really fantastic. We were talking about good horror movies. One thing led to another. I Googled, and now I'm looking at Amazon, and it comes out February 2nd, 2018. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't get a wide release, but okay. Uh, which which means most people probably missed it in theaters. But do not miss it. It's a great film. So, what was the name of it again? Tragedy Girls. What so basically, these two girls are on social media, and they want to like report on murders. Okay. Because so, they want to like they want to share they want to get likes on Instagram and Twitter and they want to get reshares and so they want to okay. report on these like this like murderer that that's like killing like a serial killer in town. So they trap him and then they realize that like they got nothing if they don't have murders. So they basically start killing people. Then, yeah, then they start committing these murders. So and they can report on it. Oh. Huh. And it's a very, like, clever movie. The writing on it is so good. I like, like that, actually. I loved this movie so much when we saw it. I was so... We won a poster after the movie for some Saw trivia, because yeah. I know my Saw. <laughs> I think we won, like, every giveaway on that that whole, like, three-day stint that we watched movies. The, 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 two, the two tragedy girls that are doing their social media thing, like, their performance is so good, because you just... You make them believe that they are like so, or that they make sorry they make you believe that they are so cynical and so jaded, and yet at the same time there's like other things that happen in the movie that like sort of like makes you kind of root for them. But at the same time, even though they're so like morally debased and <laughs> oh, okay, it's such so, a good and they're, they're committing murders for likes on, so but kinda, you're like, but they're justified in it because yeah, like, you, you you they're not justified. But you still want to root for them. Like, it's have, like how you feel in House of a Thousand Corpses. No, just like, like you like, want to totally root for the bad guy. You, you make excuses for them to where you're like, yeah, oh, I was just well. about to say like they're committing murders. You're going, that's wrong, and then they're like, oh no, hopefully they don't get caught. Like, it's, yeah. It's, no. It's, like, be- it's because of their relationship in the film that like makes you identify with them. And they do a really great job of showing this relationship. And I don't know, like, as someone who went through teenage girldom, you know, like, I identified with it and, like, how, like, just, like, and I'm not going to spoil anything because I don't want to spoil the end, but just, like, the way that their relationship is 
It's like, as a girl, you know that feeling. Like, you identify and you're like, gosh, I didn't. I maybe didn't kill people when I was, you know, in <laughs> high school, but I understand the dynamic of having, like, that best friend yeah, and, like, yeah. the, like, the ups and downs of having a best friend and, like, all of those kind of things. And when I feel like I got something maybe out of it that you didn't get, like, you enjoyed it, but, like, I feel like I was like, gosh, like... Now, if me and my best friend had gone on a murderous rampage, that probably would have been us. Like, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I saw it and saw what they were doing and appreciated it, but I, I never lived that. <laughs> I hope not. Steps, it's like I was never a 14-year-old girl committing not, murders. Not once. But I did report on it. <laughs> As a 12-year-old girl. More at 11. Yeah, but no, I, this movie is definitely like, pick it up, go buy it support indie films like this like this is one of those ones where like i just really want to tell everybody go buy it do not illegally download it don't stream it pay money to see this movie because this movie like i want to see more movies like this i want people to see this movie be successful and yeah i mean the producers and distributors took a risk on this one because this is kind of the that sort of oddball script that is that is a big financial risk, and they and they made it, and it was a worth worthwhile risk. So reward them. So random question for you guys, um, <clears throat> and if you don't have an answer, that's fine. You probably just have your answer. But like, if there's a like a movie that you've seen that the it was so outside of the box and so interesting that you really wish you had, like they made more movies like that one. Like, what movie would that be? Like, you, for, like, for me personally, it's Cabin in the Woods. Just because I feel like the amount of satire in that movie, like, making fun of itself and making fun of horror, but still actually having the horror, like, aspect of it was so well done and so, like, intricately woven into the story. And, like, just, I really wish that there were more movies like that out there. And I feel like Happy Death Day was sort of like that, but not quite. It was, like, Steve said, it was more of a dark comedy, but. Yeah, man. So, like those those obscure movies that just need more attention, and you'd kind of like to see another, like either another, like a sequel to that movie or something similar to it, kind of come out in that same genre or that same. Honestly, vein. like it's not it's not like obscure or anything, but mm-hmm. I would love to see more movies like Shape of Water. Like that movie was so damn gorgeous. Like I would love. For someone to give Guillermo del Toro a shot at the Universal Monsters. Which sucks. Because Which, he, because he, he they didn't. And they didn't do it, and they couldn't come to terms, and they couldn't and figure it, it out. Because he because, came like, out and said that. He's all like, I wish I would have done of, it. After seeing Shape of Water, I would love to see him tackle classic horror. Like, it, Shape of Water is just so gorgeous and beautiful, and it's got a little bit of a horror element, but not a lot. Yeah, but it's like I mean, a it's, fairy tale. It's it's, it's a mon- it's a monster movie and a fairy tale and a love story all together. And, and like you know, it's it's sort it's it's sort of horror adjacent, right? Because it is a monster movie. Yeah, no, I I that that kind of movie like to me is I think what we need like movies that are beautiful, like movies that touch you like in a way like even horror movies can have an effect. Like man, I I still to this day cannot watch Devil's Rejects because. It literally is like a gut punch every time. I just can't do it. But it's beautiful well, yeah, for that reason watch because the fireflies all get killed when no, you love them I, so much. I can't. No, it's I 
Baby and Otis, man, and Captain Small. Oh no, we we don't we don't talk about those deaths. Like I still can't <laughs> listen to Freebird. Well, I can, but it still makes me sad. <laughs> but like, I just I want to see like more movies that have that much production value. Like, and I think like the movies like Insidious and The Conjuring and you know all this James Wan, like anything he touches basically or has touched. I feel like they do that. Like, they, they yeah, give yeah. you that sense of beauty, like, even in a horror aspect, like, the cinematography on them is just always so beautiful. They do a good job with the score and, like, yeah, yeah. the Foley noises and all of that. That, like, that's what I, I want to see, like, horror movies that tell a story in a, like, kind of beautiful way. Yes. Uh, no, and I totally agree. There's, like, just stuff like that. But, yeah, no, I would love for uh, Gilmore to fucking... Tackle that shit because I'm all like, then it, basically it's just like done. Like he's got it. Like, yeah, yeah I feel like they kind of tried to do that with Crimson Peak and it didn't which quite is really, take off. But it was still like visually, it was a gorgeous movie. But I just feel like it, it was, was just like the story. Some, the story yeah. was just flat. Like it didn't really have well, that I, kind I of. I feel like, and I, we were just talking to someone about this, and like they said, like the problem with like Crimson Peak was it wasn't really a horror movie. But it was marketed as a horror movie. Yes. Yeah. And so when people went to go see a horror movie, they were disappointed because it was really just a gothic romance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. That no. happened to have some ghosts in it. Like, it wasn't really horror it was, traditionally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and think for for me, like, what I, you know, what's, like, good and I want to see more of, an example of that would be something like Oculus. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's just it's just a super creepy story, and it avoids a lot of like the, you know, regular sort of, you know, there, there were jump scares, but it it had a, a much more like psychological aspect to what made it great. Yeah, so I want to I want to see just like more more horror movies that like have a, an interesting take, and then are you know maybe more psychologically driven or more. More of like more of what's happening. It's more about what's happening off camera than what's happening on camera type of thing. Or uh, you know, just I, kind I, of like I think I think what got me about the movie was like the the you know it's not really a twist, but it was like the minor minor twist at the end where like the mirror actually gets damaged. So like the, this mirror is completely vulnerable, but it's survived for centuries yeah, yeah, by yeah. misdirection because yeah. it's just so clever. Like like that is a, a pretty unique notion to me. I, I don't. I don't think I see a lot of stuff like that in horror movies. So I think like the the more psychologically driven, the more like thinking, thinking, thinking man's horror movie maybe is. Well, yeah, it was cool because it was like a haunted object, but then you're also like, okay, well, is it really haunted or is everybody who's dealing with this like, like their lives were so fucked up that they were going to blame this thing for it. But it just turns out that these people are fucked up because it did play with your mind going like, well, maybe she's just crazy, you know? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, maybe she's not crazy. Oh no, she's definitely not crazy. This is actually like it was that weird yeah, thing where you kept like playing. It's with kind your of mind. ambiguous, and you just have to make up your own mind of what's going on. Yeah, what's going or, on? Kind like, of thing. Like, until like personal the very, shoppers very end, like yeah. that too. Like the movie yeah, is kind of strange, but like oh, that's that's it, another it one of those movie like beautiful horror be. movies. Just like make your own mind up. Like yeah. not quite horror. You saw it, right? No, I haven't seen oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys were talking about it. Personal shopper. I just got the Criterion Collection like release of it, and I'm so excited. I haven't watched it yet. I'm like. Gotta watch it, gotta watch it. Maybe tomorrow while I'm working from home. But this is another one of those movies that's not quite horror, marketed as horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a beautiful movie. Like, it's shot really well. Like, just a gorgeous movie. And I I really just want to see more beautiful, artsy 
horror that's post-horror but not sucky. <laughs> like, I, I know I have a lot to ask here because I know a lot of post-horror is not my jam. But I did actually like I mean, It Comes it's, at Night. It's got to deliver on scares. Like, it, it comes at night, delivers on some yeah, scares. Yeah, that one actually, there was one part, and I don't remember exactly which scene it was. I just remember jumping a lot. But, like, I didn't care for The Witch. <clears throat> yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Beautiful either. movie. Gorgeous. It fell flat at the end. Like, the end was not, like, I didn't buy it. Like, I didn't buy into it. It was so yeah, much yeah. build-up. Like, maybe had they not built it up so much. Oh, okay. Like, but then well, they I mean, built it up, and then it was kind of like a crappy ending. And I was like, well, okay, they, they, well, they screw you. kind of over-explained you. the ending, right? Uh, ish. They were like, hey, there you go. the devil's real, and he's here. And oh, and, and we're also going to explain. Yes, witches—they're real too. They're here also. Like they just had to like over liter- explanation of literally everything. Literally explain the just whole resolution. spell everything out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I also wouldn't mind if we're going to get like not so serious with my beautiful horror movies that I've gone on for about ten minutes now. I also really want to see like some good found footage. Like I'm tired of crappy found footage. I want some good stuff. Like we just rewatched Grave Encounters again for like the thirtieth thousandth time. I haven't seen that. It's so damn good. Like, this movie is, like, Paranormal Activity is probably, the first one is probably the best found footage. This is, like, a very close second, if not, like, tied for first. Okay. Like, this movie delivers on every level. Like, yeah, I, I think I'm in the tied for first camp, because the execution, like, they don't do anything that hadn't been done before, but their execution of found footage and, like, your sense of, like, real visceral danger to the characters was just okay. on point. I mean, I've literally watched this movie, like, a kajillion times. Okay. Like, I I never get sick of this movie. Oh, like, okay. I can watch it over and over and over. It's easily probably in my top ten. Yeah, it was just, just done. Maybe even my done, top five of horror. So Please well. message me the names of these movies, because I am not going to remember them. I'm not going to lie. But I do want to watch the these. podcast <laughs> on the 4i Radio Network. I brought like... you by Amazon. You don't go to Amazon.com. You go to Sascoach.net. Click on that Amazon banner and shop like you normally do. We'll get a little taste if you do. So, two things. That was awesome, by the way. <laughs> First of all... <laughs> um... I'm just trying to train them how they put in their plugs. No, you're good. <laughs> I already forgot the, what the first thing that I was going to say, but right, second, second thing time. I was going to say, skipping over the first thing that I can't remember now. Um, just like I said, shitty memory. Right. Um, the other thing that I remembered that I would actually be really interested in, they used to do this in horror movies, but they don't really do it anymore. It's kind of like have, like you said, like it kind of like builds the danger of the, the like you kind of like get really tense for the, the characters that are in the movie. Like, the first time I watched The Birds, and the only time I watched The Birds, and it still sticks out in my mind massively, is because a lot of the, inf- like, number one, there's no music in that movie other than when she's playing the piano or when the radio's on. Otherwise, there's no score for that movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're huh. talking to Mr. Silence. You know, yeah. Hitchcock is the master. Well, no, because in Psycho, they, he had a soundtrack in Psycho. Yeah, yeah. And then like they whenever... reused that soundtrack later in Reanimator. That's, I mean, yeah, Just it's true. It's, it's not that he never had music in his movies, but well, he yeah, just but knew it was how like... to place. He, he knew where he And he knew when to use silence. And, like, my one of the my favorite and creepiest scenes is literally the part where she's just sitting on the, the playground and she's smoking a cigarette and you so... It shows her smoking a cigarette, and you hear wings flapping in the background, and it scans over, and you see birds. 
is like sitting on like a certain area of the playground and it scans back to her. She's just smoking a cigarette and it flips back and there's more birds and it flips back to her again. You hear wings flapping again. She's smoking a cigarette. She's not paying attention. It flicks back and there's more birds and you're just like, turn the fuck around now. Seriously. And it just, there's ah. so many birds. Yeah. And like, <laughs> that, that finally really she turns around and you're like, Oh, come on. But like, and just like having the person in danger and having things going on and you know, it's going on in the background, but you don't see it. Those like are it, some of the best scares from from older movies that I that I think really still hold up, like uh, the scene from uh, Creature, where the creature is swimming around, like pawing at the oh, woman, yeah, like, the woman swimming through the lagoon, and he's just like right there underneath the surface, looking up, and you're just like it gives you, it gives you chills. Yeah, you know, it's the you know movies you know almost fifty years old now, close. No, older than that because I think Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh no, maybe that one is fifty. That's fifties, so over fifty years. So, yeah, I mean that's a much almost older. Seventy movie. years now, and, yeah. And as far as the Universal movies go, it has, I think, the most you know current and legitimate scares in it today still. Yeah, and it's just because it puts the person in danger and they're not aware of it, and you're sitting there going, "Come on!" Exactly, Ugh. and it stresses you out so much. I feel like I feel like a lot of the like the Conjuring movies kind of do that, like. Yeah. The Conjuring movies, like, they build a sense of dread so yeah. much. like, And then they actually deliver on it, which is the best part about it. It's yeah. not just a jump scare. Like, there's actually something there. Like, oh, man, Annabelle, the Annabelle movies. Man, speaking of jump scares, can we can we talk about the Insidious 4 Yeah, I was just about to say, we, we should jump into the actually, Insidious 4 review. you never answered my question. Yeah, I don't need to. Why not? Because I'm the boss. But we want to know. We want to know. Oh, I don't know. Whatever. See, mine's just going to be something that's it's mainstream, but I want more of it was huh. Gremlins. That's true. Gremlins was such a weird, like, quirky movie of a simple concept. I'm just like, I want fucking more of this. And it things. really was horror because the chick, like, literally got thrown out the window from her chair. Well, and, yeah, like, the first one was, well, the first, and... well, when that one came out, when that movie was coming out and Indiana Jones, I think the Temple of Doom was coming out, they had to give them PG, PG ratings because PG-13 wasn't created yet. No, those were, PG-13 was created for Temple of Doom and for Gremlins. Yeah, but Gremlins is still PG. Is it? Yes. Yep. Has it changed over time? No, because I, I just got the the Blu-ray and it's still a PG movie. No, what I mean is like at the time was it PG thirteen and over time has it been dulled down to PG based on like what current ratings might be? Because I remember hearing that like Temple of Doom and Gremlins were like the reason the PG thirteen rating was created. I think it was the catalyst for it, but it, it just might never not got have, rated. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it got it because there's even I mean like even Ghostbusters, I mean like, yeah, it's not like a scary film, but it's PG, but it's like they're smoking, they're drinking, they're cussing, they're saying stuff that like you're going like, oh, I remember first hearing like, you know, that was like the first time I heard shit was in <laughs> Ghostbusters, where you're just like, oh what? And like dickless and all that kind of crap. So it's just like it's, it's true. This and, man has no dick. And it's just like yeah, it's PG. But you're like, but there are some shit. I mean, like honestly, I tell people I'm like, you want to play, you want to get like another third Ghostbusters story, like with those characters again. Play the Ghostbusters video game because there are parts in it. Even I was playing it, going like, this is fucking creepy. Oh yeah, the part then, where you're going down like the waterlogged hallway. Well, there's like a waterlogged hallway, but even you go revisit wait, the wait, library. Wait, which which Ghostbusters game? Oh, there was the Ghostbusters game that came out in 2000... It was like Xbox, right? Like Xbox, Xbox 360 and yeah. PlayStation 3 is what it came out for. Okay. Uh, you probably get it on Wait, computer. 360 or PS2? Or, no, 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 PS3. It was PS3 and, PS3 and 360 came out. I can okay. show you. I, can, I, have the, I have the game. I can show you. Because <laughs> um, I got it for the, the 360. 
and just the storyline and everything that was written by, you know, Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd, because Harold Ramis is still alive, because they all voice their characters and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, Bill Murray's kind of phoning it in when he does his thing in the mo- in the game, but it's still a great, like, game. It still has great lore. I mean, you go back to the to the library and you're walking around the kids section and you hear kids going like mommy where's my mommy what's over and you're like oh this is fucking eerie like because it's like okay they kind of took what you knew but they added some more supernatural elements to it and you're like okay i'm kind of fucking like okay it's hitting me at the adult age of all like oh this stuff is fun i like it but now it's all like oh this is kind of fucking creepy even though you're running around with a guy with a proton pack and like i can handle anything that comes my way but some shit comes out you're like what the <laughs> so um but good so but yes let's talk about let's talk about insidious i just the have last to make a comment key. though oh go ahead i have to make a comment because you brought up bill murray mm-hmm. i'm gonna have a very unpopular opinion here he is not my favorite ghostbuster who's your favorite uh, dan Aykroyd. i love ray i love ray so much he's just so dim as much as i want to hate on you for not liking bill murray as your favorite i can actually see why you choose he's dan Aykroyd so, as your favorite like, because I he is a really love good ghostbuster him. He's and he was kind of cute back then too. First off, you guys are missing the entire point of Dan Aykroyd's character of the Ghostbusters. He's the heart. I know that's why I love him. <laughs> that's why maybe that's why I love him. And I also no, do like I, I do like Egon because I love the I, nerd. I, I, but oh, yeah. like I do love Ray. Like I think I love Ray just a skosh more. No, no. Just and, in, like the second one over, he's like, yeah, we used to have part of a slinky before we straightened it. It's just like <laughs> yeah, just why? Like, well, that's what I love about how Ramis like always delivers is great in that. It's so yeah, it's just just. Uh, Hey, Egon, this reminds me of the time you tried to drill a hole in your head. Yeah, and I wouldn't have done it, too, if you hadn't stopped me. And you're just yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> so stuff like that. But let's talk about Insidious. Uh, yes. Insidious, the last key. We'll have enough time to talk about Ghostbusters because I'm probably <laughs> going to go on a rant. Because that's that's my all-time favorite movie. So, um, But, yeah, so Insidious, the last key. So, obviously, we're all fans of the Insidious, Insidious uh, series. I uh, even got a T-shirt. You did get a teacher. Okay, now did they give out keys? They gave out. Um, they had like bottle opener keychains that okay. were shaped like a key. Oh, were those in the blue boxes? No, yeah. those were flashlights, apparently. Oh. But I did get a beanie, also. Nice. Look at you. You made out like a fucking band. I got a keychain. Of- we didn't get shit. Well, <laughs> well you, you had to walk down, down there. there. Well, no. Well, she had the. She was getting the popcorn and everything. Then I was saving the seats because like everyone. But true like, story, my shirt was sent to me because I asked. <laughs> that's that's like Wait. our perks is like when we do these things is like if oh, okay. I really want swag I just have to ask for the uh, I was swag. like wait we got, I was like oh, I thought you just had to ask I'm like oh I gotta do shit no, I can't do that <laughs> I'm like I'll talk about you on a podcast but we'll probably go really it's, off tangent it's really it's really not a big deal just start a blog <laughs> work your ass off <laughs> learn don't to- have a social life <laughs> learn how to take some food photography. Oh, I don't even know how to do that. I'm barely being able to do my daily sketches I started doing this year. Um, Which are super cool, and you should be following him on Instagram. Just saying, what's your Instagram? Oh, um, shit. Is it at Stephen Mooney Jr. or is it at S. Mooney Jr.? I think it's S. Mooney Jr. I can't remember, because I changed my Twitter to Stephen Mooney Jr. Let's see what my... It's at Stephen Mooney Jr. Okay, so it's just like my Twitter. So if you want to see his cool sketches, you have to go there. See, we help you self-promote too. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I've been we've been promoting your even when you guys are in awe, we're, we've just been promoting getting you to guys oh, see yay. the Instagram thing. That's basically our yep. New Year's resolution we made this year. We're closer. And- we're at 8408 because Blumhouse shared our 
further cocktail, which y'all are drinking. Oh yeah. While we were drinking, all of them are gone, which you can't you can, really see. You now. can see the uh, you can see the picture on uh, your guys's Instagram. Yeah, we had an Instagram story with our photo of all of our drinks, but but yeah, the the pretty photo where I wore a glove with keys in the fingertips, which was very painful and had lots of dry ice and took six hours. Um, oh. oh. That photo was brutal. I, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna. I didn't even know. Like I'm like, oh my god, that looks amazing. Some of that, and now that you went through all the brutal, uh, worth it. It was fucking phenomenal. So, well, <laughs> that was thought really cool so too because they featured it on their uh, Instagram. I honestly thought that they sent you a glove. Oh no, we made that thing, and then I was like, no, they probably Amazon amazing. Made it. Amazon and Michaels. That, you know, yeah, like, that was really freaking cool. We yeah, ordered like, a glove, awesome. cut some holes in the fingertips, hot glued some spray painted black keys because you know can't buy black keys. We had to buy a. Well, you can buy the keys. album, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and then we shoved them in the glove Fuck fingers. You, that was and... <laughs> <laughs> so underappreciated. <laughs> and yeah, so. Go check those out yeah. and check out our recipe because it's a pretty tasty recipe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really the drink the drink is phenomenal and stuff like that. But, yeah, so let's talk about Insidious for the last key. Um, everybody, so, yeah, let's get everyone's opinions of that. Usually like, what we like to do is, well... Spoilers. Yeah, this is the spoiler time. So if you're still listening, haven't seen the movie, and you want to see it, then stop listening now. Come back to us next week. Um, if you don't give a shit, then read on. But like we always like to do, we like to go around the table, talk about what we liked about the movie, what maybe we didn't like about the movie. Then we give our reviews, which we'll let our guests come up with our rating system this week. Five out of five what from keys. the movie? Keys. I think we should go with keys. We can go with keys. I, I was going to go with red doors. That was my going to be my suggestion. As uh, I was hoping like... for another zinger like dumb butler. <laughs> Raven, we're still waiting for that shirt. I don't know saying. if Raven listens Hashtag to this. Hashtag dumb butler. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, but, well, when we get to that, I get that. But, of course, before we give our reviews, we'll give the reviews of IMDb and also Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, go from there. So yeah, we'll go around the table. So you two, we'll start with we'll start with Matthew. What, what you you seem to be? You're like, let's talk about this. So. Yes, yeah. So and they uh, the pacing and timing on their jump scares uh, was uh, unexpected and really effective. So there's like one one jump scare where uh, Elise is you know digging through suitcases that have you know the oh, remains yeah. of these murdered women and. And it, it was super telegraphed, right? Because they, they did the thing where the guy stuck his hand in past the fan blade and it didn't chop his arm off. And then she gets, like, they just, like, it was so telegraphed. And they, they keep pushing it, pushing it. She keeps opening pile after pile of suitcase. And you're like, and, and they did this camera thing where she's looking down and then she's looking up. And every time you look up, you think, you know, the, yeah, you keep the baddie's going to get you. Nope, looks down, looks looks up, looks down. And just over and over again, you're like, Okay, I guess I guess there's not going to be a jump scare, and then bam, they hit you with it, and you're like, ah! Oh! And then what I like is they misdirected you because you were so used to thinking something was coming out where she kept looking up, but then of course what she was looking into that was the thing that gets her. Yeah, then then she opens a suitcase and and the things in there, and you're like, oh fuck! But yeah, that was that was the thing. Like they did a good like build to it, and then it also got to the point where you're like, well, this is kind of funny now because she's like she keeps going through suitcases, and you're like, ah, she's not Whatever. gonna nothing's gonna, gonna happen. happen. And then it, even when it happened, even I was like, oh shit. I'm glad I finished my popcorn. Because <laughs> I was like, I did not see that coming. So yeah, like I'm, stuff like that. I'm also terrified of bunk beds now. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, because they're freaking they Annabelle. Bunk beds in in these every movies freaking horror movie uses bunk effect. beds. I will never sleep in a 
damn bunk bed as long as I live. Is that F your nightmare? That. You're like, they're like, hey, now. we're going to a cabin. You're like, yeah, I'll go. It's like, oh, you guys got this room. Don't worry about the beds. They're a little wonky. You're like, oh, what? They're twin size? And then you walk in. You're like, oh, shit, it's bunk beds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Uh, yeah, we gotta go. Like, yeah, I'm Actually, you know what? I might my... sleep on the bottom bunk because the bottom bunk seems the safer place to sleep. It's when you're on the top bunk and shit's happening under you that and it's about dangerous. creation. Didn't she? She was on the top bunk. Yeah, she's on the top bunk, but the demon was sleeping below her. So it's a lose lose situation with a bunk bunk. Yeah, <laughs> a bunk bunk. A bunk bunk. bunk bunk. How many bunk bunks did Five this out of five bunk bunks. <laughs> I want that on a shirt. Be like, I don't want to sleep on the top bunk bunk. <laughs> what? Are you fucking high? What do you think? <laughs> it's just a comic book of that just entire conversation. Yeah, all like, I want to actually know. Really you know what I want shirt. is I want a, I want a shirt with a like a image of a bunk beds on the front, and then on the back it says "Not today, Satan." <laughs> <laughs> like, come on! How many demons have attacked children on bunk beds? This is a thing. The only bad experience that I had with a bunk bed is I used to sleep on a metal one, and one time I hit my head so hard on it when I was getting into it that I saw stars. It was pitch black, and I literally saw stars. Like, no joke. I was like, oh, that's where that thing came from. And I went to sleep. And then my mom was like, you probably got a concussion. And then she came over, and like... I had just woken up and she was shining like this incredibly bright light in my eyes. I was like, get away! It's like, are you okay in your bunk bunk? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so Uh, going back to Matthew, what was your least favorite part about the movie? Man, the least favorite part... um, Or was there anything? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd have to, you know, sort of get real critical to find things I didn't like. I mean, even like the sort of lovable um, sidekicks. Yeah, si- sidekicks guys when they're trying to hit on all the women like desperately and pathetically. Yeah, like e- even that was was pretty charming. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny because it's like you almost want to be like you think it's it's going to be like really creepy, but then you're like, oh, these guys are really just terrible at it. Like it's not even like. <laughs> Like it was like like kind of like the douchebag bar scene where it's all like oh hey buddy drink I don't know why it's Sylvester Stallone <laughs> bar, but if I can we'll go with that be like oh hey lady he's gonna buy you a drink what do you mean walking away <laughs> um, but it was like it was you could just see how pathetic they were it's all like oh you have not dealt it's like the literally the only woman in their lives was their boss basically like kind of thing. So it's really, yeah, I did like that that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, it's, I I can't even think of anything. What about what about you, Sarah? Is there anything that stood I, out to you that you really enjoyed and think something I that you loved might have? this movie? Like I love Lynn Shay. Like I'm so excited to see like a female lead who isn't you know 19 years old and running around half naked. Like I loved it, and I loved how they tied it into the first one. And what I liked and found really interesting is that like with the doors, you know how she opened the door and the whole point of this movie is to close the door, like not let things in, but she's the one who caused insidious to happen. Yeah. That's what pissed me off. I'm like, bitch, you left the door open. I was like, like, what the fuck? I mean, but like, it makes sense. And I'm like, well now that makes a lot of sense because if this is a prequel and how did this all happen? If she's closing doors, no, she left the door open. Like, so like she caused it. Yeah. And yeah. so I found that to be really interesting. And the only thing about this movie that pissed me off is the fact that I jumped like 10 feet out of my chair 
when the red-faced demon fucking comes back in the bunk beds behind the little brother, I literally almost crapped myself. Like, (laughs) I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, why did you do that again? Yeah. No! No, 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 that is not right. No! They even did that with, what's it called? They did that with the third one, too, at the end, where she, like, opens the book, and she's looking, and then you can see the closets open, and then it peeks through, like, it does that quick, and then, like, goes to credits, and you're like, oh, fuck, why do you do that? I hate when they do that. I'm like, it's so good, but so damn not nice. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like, you hate it, but you're also like, oh, fuck. You're going to get fucked up soon, Yeah, I know a lot of people make fun of the red-faced demon because it kind of looks like Darth Maul and all that. But it is a very fucking cool character oh, design, a, and I don't care what people say. It's a great character design. Not only is it a great character design, but even, like, in the first movie when, like, he, the father goes in after to get his son or whatnot, and he's walking through and something, it gets to that point where it's, like, it's up there, like, doing something, and you could just hear this. It's, like, the most normal music in the world, but just in that setting is so fucking creepy where it's just, like, tiptoe. And you're just like, oh I had that God. song on the radio one time, and I got su- it was in the middle of the day in my car, and I got super oh, no. creeped out. Oh, like, song, oh, like, oh my God! Like, like whatever. Whenever I heard that song as a kid growing up, probably with Merry Melodies or something like that with Looney Tunes and some of like that. Like every time I hear that now, it just brings me back to Insidious. Now it yes. creeps me the fuck out. It just I goes back to that. Even to there's even like a Vine video where like the, this girl releases like a butterfly and it's flying for a bit and plays that music for a bit, and you're just like. And oh, even God, that, that little butterfly is gonna kill everybody. I'm just, isn't I'm just it? even like, oh, that's fucking creepy. It's the lunesta butterfly that kills everyone when it touches it. Yeah. Um, what about you, Anna? What was? Oh wait, no. So okay, yeah. No, you said like the 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 demon scare. So it's really like something you hate, but you also still enjoy because it's like one of those like yeah. you're like fuck. It's, it's the reason you watch horror movies. It's yeah. that. I'm not going to lie, I got really creeped out in the movie and hit my face for a lot of it. Uh, so I'm going to have to rewatch it just because, like, I get really paranoid with jump scares and I jump really, really bad. So to keep myself from jumping, a lot of times, like, I'll just kind of look down for a second. But since you never knew when the jump scare was going to happen, I missed, like, a lot of the movie and I'm like, fuck, I need to watch this again. Well, but, I've learned from my Annabelle mistake don't ever leave during a horror film. <laughs> give us a big chunk of storyline. Be like, what the fuck's going on? In two minutes, you missed the like the biggest, like one of the biggest pivotal points of the come movie. Come back, I'm like, where is everybody? They're like, oh, they're all dead. What? <laughs> In two minutes? Um, <laughs> fuck. But yeah, I will say serious props to them because this is the first movie that has like really, 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 really creeped me out in a long time. And this is the first movie that like I was actually like cringing in the my seat since Krampus whenever they had the fucking... Uh, oh, the fucking Jack in the Box? Yes! She literally got up and left. I was period. like, I'm, I'm like, going to go oh, pee. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was like, I have to pee. I'll be back. So... um and then, but, like, she comes back. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know you missed the best parts. There was, like, this demon doll. And she's like, I'm so glad I missed all this. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking creepy. Um, but the my fa- I, so normally I have a favorite jump scare, but I don't have it this time. So I will say. Just say all of them. The My favorite really creepy part was just, like, whenever she's a little girl and she's standing in front of the door and the mom is coming up to her from behind. I have, like, this phobia of children in horror movies. <laughs> And so it was, like, the perfect trifecta of, like, some little girl, like, my, I've always said, like, the creepiest horror movie that I could come up with for myself would be, like, a little girl, like, 
wearing a white nightgown covered in blood and holding a teddy bear in one hand and a knife in the other and just singing Ring Around the Rosie as she walks down the fucking hallway. Like, it just creeps me the fuck out. Dropkick that shit. (laughs) (laughs) But it just creeps me the fuck fuck out. And then, like, you have this little girl who's facing away so you can't see her face and then she's wearing a fucking white fucking nightgown and someone is coming up towards her and I was just like, no, 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 many times no, just no, no. And so when you saw basically the little girl, you're like, oh, fuck no. Yeah. I was like, no. And then just favorite overall part was the mom coming and fucking shit up. That was amazing. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. And then problem that I had with it was just they were so awkward. Those guys were so awkward, and I was like, ah, ah, Hey, that was my high school. <laughs> so awkward. This is my high school years. I'm like, hey, like, Jello? No? This is uh, yours? No, the, the most awkward this part is, is whenever he goes in for the hug and misses, and he's just like, all right. And like, I'm like, ah. <laughs> But yeah. What about you? Uh, me, uh, it's actually surprising uh, that no one no one talked about it. So I uh, I really enjoyed. So like again, great movie. It's building and everything like that. But the the fucking twist that I really enjoyed was when the ghost is helping her out. Be like, hey, come down to this room, and then they open the door, and there's a person in there, and you're like, oh, it's a fucking ghost, and then you realize it's a real fucking person, and then you find out that this demon's been embodying all these people and being a serial killer kind of thing. And I was, I was about like, to say that. Like, I was I'm just like, thinking about that. that's fucking Like, clever. the laundry room. Yeah, like, yeah. The, and then, like, when they went back to that and you're thinking, like, and then you find out, no, it was a girl she was trying to, yeah. like, escape and you're like, oh, fuck, like. I remembered my favorite jump scare. I actually do have a favorite jump scare. When she's in that room and then the the chick just pops up and goes, help her. And you're like, oh, fuck. And she drops like the, the flashlight. I was like, that actually like you like you're literally expecting her to be the ghost. And then another chick pops up and you're like, what the fuck just happened? Like, yeah. yeah it, it, so like that was a really cool turning point. Even the fact when the one guy like killed the dad, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. I like again, like didn't see this coming. But, like, yeah, I did like that where, like, we were saying, like, you know, it's an elderly woman that has to deal with these demons. But even when she was, like, pinned to the ground and pulled out the thing, just stabbed it in the face and stuff, I was like, fuck. And then as soon as she grabbed the whistle, I was like, oh, mama. I literally, Like, she's sitting there and I just go, oh, mama's going to fuck shit up. <laughs> and then she comes in. But then, see, but this is my thing. So how I get over everyone's all like, well, how do you deal with, like, the scares and stuff? Man, I just put Hellboy into every situation. <laughs> so creepy girl walk around the hallway he just comes running and punks kicks that like motherfucker be like done with this demon pops out he just punches in this fucking stupid face I'm like oh man like honestly my idea for like a new Hellboy movie like I know they're doing one but like someone breaks into the what was it oh shit the the Warren's Museum and then sets all that shit up so then you could literally have a movie where like uh, Hellboy's punching the fuck out of the Annabelle doll and you're just like oh there's so much justice right now you know <laughs> But yeah, uh, I'm trying to think anything that I disliked about the movie. I think it's more of a fact that I really do want more of these movies, but I don't know if it's winding down because it's like it is building up to the first Insidious. But I'm kind of hoping are we going to get more. But how this one kind of ended, it seems like Insidious number one is the next one in their chapter. So it's it's also kind of like it's like I want more. It's like I also want more with like the old family again. I'm kind of like, but it's like one character can't be in that area anymore because they, spoiler alerts, gets choked out by a fucking crazy old man. Um, I really do 
that cracks me up, though, is the fact that Patrick Wilson is in all this shit. Like, he was in The Conjuring, he's in Insidious, yeah. and he, like, this has nothing to do with anything, but he was also in Watchmen, he was in Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, like, that's what I'm he's like. He's, like, that's so fucking problem I have with him sometimes, I'm all like, dude, step up, you're an owl, man. Fucking beat some shit up, come on. Punch I that just... ghost in his fucking face. And also, <laughs> he even fought the Phantom from Phantom of the Opera, so he need to, he need, really needs to get his shit together. Yeah, I'm like, step up, bitch. Like, <laughs> get your owlmobile, do something. Yeah. Call Dr. Manhattan. Start singing at him, something. You know, there's, there's one one pretty big thing that I think we haven't talked about here, and I think really makes the movie is uh, how it like all revolves around family secrets, and it gives all the characters much more depth. Oh, like, yeah. So you've got, you've got this like uh, schism that they reveal between Elise and her brother, and and her and, dad, and, and dad, and like just like resolving the whole thing. And way to take Lynn Shay's commentary out of the Shockwaves podcast and bring that up here. I love you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's, but it's true though. That's, it's true. But no, he yeah, sounded all like I'm so thoughtful and I'm so like about this. Uh, well, yeah, it's. I'm sorry, I didn't describe. Please call him out. So, sorry. So, so thanks for unnecessarily just uh, taking me down a peg. <laughs> I'm your wife. Butler. That's not unnecessary. <laughs> no, but, but it, it, so I did hear it there first, and it did make me appreciate no, all of that punk. more, and I started thinking about it a lot more. No, that's true. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, like, yeah. Now that you mentioned it, it's like, yeah, because it, it, when it came to the first movie with the kid with the ass rejection, then you find out towards the end of that movie, it's like, well, the dad had this problem, and you're like, oh, what? Like, it builds on that. We're like, well, if he would have said something earlier, you're like, oh, this is what's going on, like, kind of thing. Yeah, I just realized that I would actually kind of want to know about. I don't know if they would do like a movie about this or not, but it would be interesting. Is like. Does the mom come from like a line of like supernaturally sensitive people? Because she was telling her daughter, Oh, yeah, I know about this, but you can't talk to your dad about it because he doesn't believe. Like, does she, it, does she st- see stuff too? Or well, is it just she believes her daughter, but she does like. I'm just going to say it runs in the family because obviously when she ran into her brother, you find out that one of his daughter has has it, which was one one of my ideas, not ideas, but a theory. I'm like, oh, do you think they're going to try to mold her into other Insidious films now, too? Because it's like. Honestly, I feel like Insidious is going to be done. That's what I feel like. Because the Insidious series needs Lynn Shay. And her story has been told. There's not much more you can tell with Lynn Shay. And. Honestly, like, as much as I love these movies, I'm okay with that. Because I would rather them stop while they're ahead than try to force a new storyline out of it. Yeah. And and especially to end on a high note. Because I really, really like it. Exactly. That's what I felt like, too. Like, like, don't get me wrong. Love to see more Insidious movies, but it's also like, but if they go away from what they were doing and they have to start something new, it can fall flat. And then you kind of just, just you pretty much destroyed what you built kind of thing. Yeah. And I think keeping it like just with the, even if it's just those four films, I'm still like, yeah, it's great. You know? Yeah. Cause yeah, that is kind of true. I mean, they kind of resolved everything from the first movie with the fourth movie of saying, okay, this is how all this kind of started. Um, and that's like kind of what trigger, triggered the, like yeah. the astral projection with the son that he got from his dad and all that kind of stuff. So it does make sense. I'm just saying, like, it would be kind of interesting to know, like, what the mom's backstory was and, like, how yeah. she ended up. Like, Actually, you know what I did. say would be a great media for mm-hmm. that is not do it in a movie form, but do it in a comic book form. Agreed. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. I would love to see 
more insidious comics, more about the demon, more like, you know, maybe the the, the I mean, niece's stuff. But I, I just don't think it would work in a movie anymore. No, I was thinking show, like TV show, but then I was like, I don't think that they would have the budget for it. So no. I think you're well, right. If I think Netflix, comic book if is Netflix was like, we could, don't get me wrong, Netflix probably would know how to like be like, okay, we could do this or whatnot. But like I said, like I think uh, like if you were to do like a few trade paperbacks, you could literally do that. And then what you could find out would be crazy is like this red demon has been in all of their lives like in some way or yeah. another or whatnot like it's all kind of peace and then when you get to the final insidious it's kind of like oh she finally put the kibosh kind of thing on it you know kind of thing but it started from and this is why the family has this trait because they're technically are the only ones that can take out this certain you know deep fuck dude marvel give me money god <laughs> so sort of like Sadly, they're the ones they're honestly the... i picture like dynamite picking that up or like uh Maybe image. Yeah, image. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably. It's, Marvel that wouldn't like an, pick. That's an well, either way, Marvel doesn't do horror comics. Well, I'll say this: anybody who wants to give me money, that's I swear to God, like two years from now, that will happen. I'll be like, what the fuck? So you know, <laughs> you know how they had the the big long jail corridor and all yeah, those, yeah. all those red doors that open up to people's places. After the fact, I was really thinking about that, and I'm like, wait a minute. Did they just rip off little monsters with all the stairways monsters going? Oh no, 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 little monsters! I know which, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the movie from the late eighties. Yeah, with uh, Fred Howie Savage Mandel. and Howie yeah. Mandel. Yeah, and they have all the ladders going yeah, up yeah, to yeah. everyone's beds, and oh, you never know that they could have. Yeah, been see, like... I thought more Monsters Inc. because of the doors. I just wanted to know what was behind those fucking doors. Which again, another like fucking comic books. I'm telling like, you, I can't draw it, but I can. Be like, hey, I can be Bob Kane and just can be like, I created everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can envision it. Something like that. Um, okay, so we'll go ahead and we'll read the ratings of the two other movie places, uh, IMDb and also Rotten Tomatoes, and then we'll go ahead and go around the room and give our own reviews, five out of five, and would we decide on keys or are we going to go with bunk bunks? I vote bunk, bunk bunks. Bunk bunks. Bunk bunks. All right, so IMDb gave it a 6.0 out of 10. Whatever. IMDb is always wonky. And so is Rotten Tomatoes. I don't trust ever. Well, that's of them I anymore. like to give these reviews just out first because I like to see like how ours differ from it. Yeah. yeah. So I like to read these first because a lot of people will go to these reviews, but so okay, so yeah, this wow, this is a surprise. Because uh, a lot of the horror sites that I go to and stuff that have been saying nothing, they really enjoyed this movie. They said it was a great way to like kick off the new year and also a great yeah. like movie out of the gates. So Rotten Tomatoes gave it a twenty eight percent, and then the audience gave it fifty four percent that liked what? it. So that's what I'm very curious about. Oh, people just don't know. And also, I have a feeling a lot of those people went and saw this movie without seeing the other movies. So that's well. Probably... That's what I told Matthew. Matthew's oh, yeah. never seen any of them. I go, look, I recommend this one, but you definitely need to watch them in order. Like, oh, go yeah, ahead, and watch one, two, watch the third one, and then jump into this one. I feel uh, like people can't really appreciate this one without knowing. Like, oh no, because like honestly, I'm gonna be honest with you. If I jumped into this one without seeing the other, like even the first two, like I would be like, what the fuck is going on? <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Like kind of thing. So and like, you don't feel the attachment to Elise, exa- yes. and you don't know the guys. You just think they're two yahoos who are hitting on chicks, like. You don't see their evolution through the series, yeah. and yeah. you don't understand why Elise is the hero of this movie. Oh, sorry, you just reminded me, whenever you said that, like, it reminded me, there was one really interesting callback that I noticed, and I can't remember which shot it was, but you actually see a gas mask in the background. Yes! And I was like, oh, shit! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, freaking out about it, and I totally forgot, when was that in the movie? Do you remember was what that scene that was? Was that the third one? 
This no, was in the in fourth one. one. No, it was in this one. I remember what I know what she's talking about. Yeah, no, it's, it's like it's in the, the basement scene, in the basement. and there's that like that like workman's coveralls, and yeah, the yeah, gas yeah. mask, kind of slumped in the corner that yeah, kind of like a person. Okay, so that was because I, I thought that I saw it whenever she was little, but I couldn't remember. I, maybe it was whenever she was old. I swear I thought, saw it whenever she was like a little girl, but I could be wrong. I remember seeing it too, and I I. I just can't remember what scene it is. Yeah, I remember seeing it on a shelf. Yeah, yeah, little, yeah. Little uh, when she's a little girl in the basement. Okay, yeah. But uh, yeah, so okay, so we want to go around the. So who wants to start? Jeff, you can start. I mean, I I probably kind of have some rose colored glasses on just because I personally enjoyed the movie so much, but it's definitely four out of five bunk bunks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's a thing. Sarah, what about you? Oh. Um, you know, I'm gonna have to go with like four and a half bunk bunks. I enjoyed it a lot, and I love Lynn Shay, so half a point extra just because she's the star. There you go. I'm going with four and a half out of five bunk bunks, partially because it was a really good movie, and partially because I didn't really see all of it, so I need to rewatch it and see <laughs> the rest of it. So I'm assuming that it was really good since I cringed. So. Um, I give it a, a four. Out of five bunk bunks. Uh, don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed this movie. Thought it was really great. Uh, but it's also one of those movies like um, if I go back and watch it, it probably won't be for like maybe a few years. Like probably right when it comes out, I won't rewatch it like right off the bat and stuff. But like seeing it for the first time, like you're like a lot of shit I didn't see coming. But now that you know that stuff is coming, I would say rewatch value is not like an all time high where it's just like, Oh yeah, I want to pop this in and watch it. So, but like overall, like really great movie. Like I really enjoyed it. Like I said, even I liked it better than the third one. And even just like the twists and turns where it's like, they even added like a serial killer element in that one part. I'm like, Oh, this is fucking like, yeah, that was genius. Like you guys put like a new turn on this and stuff. And like this, the scares you were talking about, like, I think they did a great job of building it. And then when it finally hit, you were like, what the fuck? Because they did a lot of buildup, and you were kind of like, all right. And then finally you're preparing for it, and it doesn't happen. And then they give you a quick, like, other one. You're like, oh, fuck. So I think they did a great job of that. So, yeah, but definitely um, definitely, definitely a favorite. I would I would probably say this is probably, and, I, and this is the first horror movie I've seen this year, like brand new. I'm going to say it might probably make the top ten list of my top ten horror films for the year. So, but uh, I think that's going to wrap up this episode because I don't want to hold uh, – the geeks who eat who up because the geeks who eat have to go eat. So I want I want to feed them. But before I feed them, I want them to feed you. Where can they find you? Number two, geekswhoeat.com. Everywhere else, at geekswhoeat. Get that Instagram up, people. That's my New Year's gold. If I don't make my New Year's gold, I cannot, uh, I cannot leap. I'm like quantum leap. I can't move over because they did not achieve their goal. So I did not achieve my goal. Well, that was depressing. <laughs> We're all like, wow, that's a lot of pressure. On Aaron, Aaron's all like, well, why is he bringing how... up something from the 80s? <laughs> seeing as how we really don't have that high out lessons, I think this is going to be a bit difficult. To well, I'm promoting it on every podcast that I do. So, yeah, but um, hopefully a lot of our listeners who uh, you actually have fans, um, no, I have friends. There's a difference. <laughs> hey, it's not a coincidence that fans and friends both start with F. Yes, it is. Um. But I want to thank you guys for coming on. And uh, if you if you like listening to the Geeks Who Eat, this is your first time listening to them. They are going to be on Socially Awkward this Friday. So you're listening to it Thursday. So just listen to it again on Friday. 
And to show for our podcast a little bit, if you have any horror stories, or if you want to come on and say hi to the show, or if you just want to say hi to us and tell us where we can improve, because I'm sure I need a lot of improvement, um, you can find us um, oh, about another bhorrorcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, um, facebook.com backslash not another bhorrorcast. We're on Twitter and Instagram at bhorrorcast. So find us, like us, write us. Whatever. Oh, if you have movie suggestions, that would be cool too. So. Oh, we already got a few from them tonight. So. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like throughout the well, year. Well, I'm going to take theirs because no one writes us. In so. other that's words, true. communicate. Yes, yeah. communication is key. But yeah, so I was going to wrap up this episode of Not Another Be Horrorcast, and until next time, ha- uh, Carpe Noctum. This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com. And don't forget, hashtag bunk bunk.